Okay, hi everybody. The uh, podcast is on purpose. We haven't been here in so long, Heidi. Did you I forget forgot the name of the podcast? The of the podcast. Yeah, yes. well, you do several. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, Th- this one's on purpose. You, thank you. Yeah, you're here. And you're Heidi for... Stevens, that's right? right. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. And yep. I'm John Duffy, and right. and we're here to inform you about everything that's happened in the last six years since we were last here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we took one week off, and I saw you and thought, like, wow, it's been a couple months, and a lot has happened. Oh wait, it's been one week. Yeah. And a lot has happened. A lot has happened. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so, but we're only going to talk about the most important thing that's happened, which was the Super Bowl halftime show. Of course. Show. Right. Yeah. There's an impeachment, I think, something like that. I don't even think right? that's happening anymore. No, that might be over. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, think, I think he was cleared up. <laughs> uh, not America. <laughs> not democracy. <laughs> not America, democracy, the 49ers. Right. Or Or JLo. <laughs> Or who small act- children who are irreparably harmed by Well, you know, obviously J-Lo and Shakira set your gender back several years. <laughs> so mad at them. <laughs> Clearly a failed uh, set that nobody has any interest in talking about after it's over. Right. We were on the cusp of being treated equally, and then they came along and danced all sexy, and now we can't be taken seriously. Right. In any endeavor. Right. So yeah. if you can make a few copies of this for me, that'd be great. Right. <laughs> oh, dear. Where do we start? Well, uh, maybe we start with, like, um, what happened, right? Okay. You know what I mean? So um, to your thinking, you, did you, you watched it, right? I okay. saw I saw the, a picture of you and Will competing teams, right? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, so I went to Eastern, so I was you know, loosely rooting for the 49ers because Jimmy Garoppolo went to Eastern Illinois. And then also a Lane Tech grad is oh. on the 49ers, where, and that's where my daughter goes to school. Um, so I felt, you know, a little bit of kinship. Will is all in for Patrick Mahomes and has a jersey, and so he was chief. So, um, yeah, we watched it, and we went over to a friend's, and, I, you know, I wrote about this um, when I started talking about the whole notion of family friendly, we went over to friend's house to watch it. And um, we uh, we sort of tuned in and out of the halftime show. So yeah. the the first on the first viewing, uh, my reaction was like, whoa, um, that's the stripper pole. Um, that's a stripper pole. And- <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a stripper pole. And we were sort of just like, to- I-, I wasn't um, I wasn't outraged. I wasn't moved. I wasn't sort of, I, I sort of was experiencing it like a halftime show any other year, which is like, I'm sort of paying attention. I'm sort of not. Um, and then, as I said in this column, like my one friend made a joke about how he's going to get an outfit like JLo's. And then I joked that he's going to have to have a lot of waxing done. <laughs> and then my other friend said, said that reminded her of the scene in 40-Year-Old Virgin where he gets his chest waxed, and then we fired that up on her phone, and we all gather around and watch it. So, like, that was sort of the scene. Oh, that's right. You did this during the game. This, this is, is what you were doing. Right? Yeah, right, right. We're, like, debating whether to show that to the kids because, you know, there's many, many, many F-words, but it's hysterical. So It we is all, very funny. Yeah, so we did all watch it, and everyone was laughing. And so this is all sort of during you know, halftime show, Super Bowl. It wasn't really until the next day when I started reading um, some of the political messages that were woven into it and some people's reactions to it. Right. Um, Reactions, positive reactions, right? Feeling recognized by it, feeling like their culture was celebrated there. Feeling, yeah. yeah. Um, 
that I started like, oh, I better rewatch this thing um, and and get some voices in my head that aren't just like white lady sitting with her kids right. watching the Super Bowl, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is what my experience had been. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and so then I started appreciating the meaning behind it more. Then I started reading my email about it and reading the reactions on Twitter and Facebook and just sort of taking the temperature of, you know, people around the show and realizing how many people were um, using it as some sort of like litmus test for whether the Me Too movement worked and whether they set the Me Too movement back. And like, here we are in the cusp of, you know, finally not seeing women as sex objects for a change and then they come along and turn themselves into sex objects right. and like what does this all mean and this is a tragedy and I was kind of like what? <laughs> Wasn't it just a few songs? Wasn't like, it you a know, 15 minute halftime <laughs> show? Yeah so the overreaction was stunning to you. It was. Hyper reaction. Then it made me mad. Then I thought, like, why are we doing this to women? Why would why would two halftime performers who were hired to perform right. as singers and dancers and then got up there and performed as singers and dancers and, like, quite beautifully, frankly, yeah. um, why would that do anything to the, like, how s- seriously we can take women right and what does this have to do with seeing all women as sex objects there are two of them there were two of them (laughs) right right right. and like i also i also experienced something like that very different from like say a victoria's secret fashion show or something where where it's been it's been choreographed by men and staged by men and the profits all go to the men and it's like for the male gaze and this was like and creepier in an organizational way than we have any idea oh, right? I mean, 100%. Man, did you read that new york uh, times story i did and my god did you know they also own bath and body works not until then now i can't buy my candles from there oh right yeah I you're gonna have know. to find another place i know bath, bath and beyond maybe but they might have laundry i, I know. know that was a game changer anyway yeah. i don't that performance was to me j-lo and shakira dancing and singing and honoring their culture and bringing kids on stage and making a political statement about kids in cages and bringing the Puerto Rican flag into a gorgeous costume and and on their terms, right? Totally. And 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 their ideas and they, and I actually frankly don't know if you get paid for performing or not, but like certainly that boosts their brand in a way that Of course, right. I mean, I think that's why you say yes, right? their pockets yeah. versus the gross Victoria's Secret guy's pockets. So so all these things right. are swirling in my head um as I'm reading people's responses that are like it's disgusting and it's not family friendly and it sets women back and I'm thinking I don't agree. Right. Right. So my experience was different. So I, um, I watch every Super Bowl, and I am. I, maybe this is a very male, like, like kind of moronic thing, but uh, and I kind of like like watching the halftime shows and assessing, like, was that good or was that you know, like years ago, Bruce Springsteen, a singer, uh-huh. did a halftime <laughs> show, and it was. Horrible and so disappointing. Really? It was so bad. Heidi. I've never heard you say anything oh, bad about oh, him. I love him, but I know I don't love the you know like screaming band horns. I I, I oh, like okay. I like a solo acoustic thoughtful deep. Pensive. Do you like Santa Claus is coming to town? 
Yeah, I love okay. that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one that, of his best. That brings me right home. I mean, I just love that so much. <laughs> um, so I was thinking like, okay, let's see how this is going to be because I was kind of, Julie and I were both a little bit like, I think this might be amazing. Like, you know, like this is a really smart idea. These two kind of Latin female powerhouses yeah. coming out there. It's We knew kind of like roughly what it was going to be. Right? Yeah. We knew there might not be a lot of clothing. And right. We knew there might be some gyrating, you know, like, but we also knew <laughs> it was going to be. Lie. Right. It was. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they didn't. No. <laughs> and it was. Not for and a it, moment. And it was big. It was like, um, and it was. I, it was exhilarating. It was really fun to watch. And then there were these moments that um, were kind of like, whoa, like jaw-dropping. You bring up the stripper pole. And I'll be honest, like, you know, our reaction to the stripper pole wasn't like, like, oh, what is she doing? You you, you know, you can't do that. And that's inappropriate. It was like, is she going to? Wow, that's yeah. badass. She's 50. I mean, that's yeah. like, so there was there was part of that, like, you know. Like JLo's going for all of this. It's really impressive and amazing. And and then I, I have to say, like, my favorite moment was a Springsteen esque moment okay. because <laughs> JLo's daughter came up saying, Born in the USA, just saying those words. Yep. And then she was wrapped in what would appear to be in the moment the American flag. Yeah. Opens it up and it's the Puerto Rican flag. Yep. And it is a jaw dropping moment That's where, you know, awesome. like these two things are combined and yep. are the same and are it was amazing. So yeah, I, we were kind of celebrating in real time, like, you know, as if a touchdown had just been scored. It was like, wow, that was awesome. Yeah. Like, awesome. And we, I thought I was worried. <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm a critic of the halftime show now. I was worried <laughs> after Shakira did her bit that J-Lo was going to pale in comparison because Shakira was amazing. Yeah. She played the guitar and she danced like crazy. And and then she did the, what is, a, I think, a culturally appropriate tongue move at the right. camera, right? Yeah. You know, that, that people are people making was, all sorts of right. leaps about what this means and yep. are all wrong. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, it turns out I, it's a nod to her Lebanese culture, right? Completely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Which, yeah. So... So we kind of like in, a, in our little vacuum of our home, we were like, no, oh, that was that was the awesome. I've never seen a halftime show like that. That was great. That was vibrant and alive and sexy and awesome. And we were kind of like, that's it. You yeah. know, and everyone else felt the same way. And let's yeah. go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so I was surprised like you were that this became a big thing about like the Me Too movement. That yeah. in particular, I was like, wow, you know, and, and you're – I don't know if it was in your column. You, you said it somewhere, something like, yeah, the Me Too movement is about women not wanting to be raped, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean we can't dress a certain way or dance a certain way or celebrate a certain way or, or be sing, sexual or be sexual. Up right. There, right. Or sexy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I have so many thoughts. I think that forever, maybe at least for way too long, the notion of sex and sexuality has been presented as something that's for men, right? It's men own it. It's men's territory. Women will get on board in order to attract a guy or in order to keep a guy right. or, um, you know, for, for the pleasure of a guy, you can <clears throat> find ways to be sexy. You can pretend to be into sex. Maybe if you try hard enough, you're even going to be into sex right. um, for your guy. 
And I think it's really radical to have women overtly say like, no, actually, I <laughs> like sex. Yep. I don't mind being sexy and sexual. And that is not your territory that I have veered into. I'm not doing this for the men. I mean, the, a lot of the reactions were like, you know, why are you doing this for men when you have the stage up there and you could it's like maybe they're not doing it for men. Maybe they're doing it for themselves. Yes. And maybe that's OK, even in the Me Too movement, even post Me Too, even wherever we are like that, that you can that you can be sexual and sexy and and dance how they were dancing and have a stripper pole and still not want to be harassed or assaulted. Those things are not contradictions. So this that- this makes me crazy, this idea, right? Because um, in a way, so I, I hear your outrage on behalf of women, right? Which I totally honor and I, I agree. Like, you know, um, but also I'm thinking like, guys, I'm thinking about the guys that I know, that I know men in general, um, are we really that base? Like, you know, the, that that we're drawing those connections, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or don't we recognize that it's okay that Shakira and J-Lo are sexy mm-hmm. and enjoy being sexy and sexual? And does that mean they're inviting anything? Or is that giving some terrible uh, message to our children, our boys or our girls? Or really, aren't we smarter than that? Aren't we? Don't we get it more than that? Um, somebody wrote me about it afterwards, a friend and said, um, well, um, he made a crude joke, I will say, but I won't share, but he also (laughs) said that then, um, but I thought it was really empowering to women. And even that felt a little like patting around, patting, Mm -hmm. you know, Shakira on the head and saying, you know, like way to gain your power when I'm thinking like. Oh, they didn't need this to be empowered. Like right. they, they were plenty powerful before right. Right, right, this right. movement. Right. And you know, and and whether if they came out in you know, um, oh, what's what's the show where the like Stepford Wifey show that's on right now? Oh, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they came out dressed like that, I don't know that they're any less powerful. You know what I mean? Right. As as performers and human beings than they are if they're dressed the way they're dressed up there. You know. Well, and and that that their performance has to somehow empower or disempower an entire gender is also making me crazy. Like, and that's when I I brought up, you know, Adam Levine obviously performed shirtless covered in his tattoos last year. And people had all kinds of reactions to that. Some people liked it. Some people didn't like it, but it wasn't used as a statement about mankind. No, no, or all men, or that was that was a blow to men's rights, or that made it hard to take men seriously, right. or how, why do men act like sex objects and then pretend that we're supposed to take them seriously at work the next day? Like, right. nobody did that to Adam Levine. No one does that to men. So it, it's not, did he get criticized for his performance or not, or did people love his performance or not, or was his performance sexy or not sexy or whatever, but it's like, it was a performance. It was a 15-minute Super Bowl halftime performance, and it didn't have to say anything about his entire gender. But we do that to women. We do that to pretty much any marginalized group, I would say. We see one example, 
or three examples, and suddenly we want that to speak for that entire group. It's right. like, oh, oh, now I understand them. They like pancakes. It's like, well, <laughs> okay, you met two people who like pink. Okay. So like stop trying to make sense of an entire group of people by seeing one thing from that. Really good point, right? A because member we do of draw that. these gross stereotypes yeah. that are like, you know, based in so little data, it's insane. Right. Yeah. Right. And I get the desire to try to understand people, but I don't know that this gets us any closer to understanding. I think this gets us closer to categorizing. Yep. Like, oh, okay, now, okay, I put them in that column. Women like sex. People who like sex are sex objects. Cool. Women are sex objects. Okay, J-Lo told me. Um, yeah, she couldn't check. have been more clear. Yep. Right. Check. Get it. Um, instead of like, that was a 15-minute halftime performance that I could like or not like. Actually, maybe if I didn't like it, it wasn't really for me. And that's okay because not every single thing in the world has to be for me. Right. Um, that That's what the discussion's usually about in the wake of these things, right? right. Do we like it or do we not like it so much? You yeah. Know, like, did and you... then move on. Right. <clears throat> um. Maybe. I mean, I think it would be better if before you moved on, you took a couple minutes to appreciate why it's meaningful to other people and what all was woven into that performance. Yeah. Um, but if you don't even want to do that, that's fine. But the idea that it somehow chips away at women's credibility or 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 equality or ability to be taken seriously or, you know, sets the Me Too movement back. It's like, where does that come from? Uh, it, it, and and I'm struggling with that question too. Like you know why why are we drawn to bringing that back in? And I I have to say like it feels to me like um, it feels like they kind of a again we're not looking to stereotype here, but like the typical white male guy, you know, wanting to reintroduce that like. Oh wait a minute! Yeah, let's go back a couple of years. Caught, you know, yeah. like yeah, there you go. Yeah, like you know, this is why you know, mm -hmm. like if you don't think this is asking for it, yep. you know, try to prove me wrong. There's an actual stripper pole on the fifty yard line. Right, you know, like you know, how is that not suggesting? For it. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no, I got a lot of you know, you're a hypocrite. Um, gotcha. Yep. Uh, nice try emails. for the last couple of years, yeah. but you know yeah, the true colors. Showed. Let's hear you defend this one. Well, yeah. miss me too. Right. It's like okay, you want me to? I mean, we can have that conversation. Yeah. Um, I also got a lot of like, oh, so you'd be fine with? Okay, so I wrote the first column, um, you know, defending the performance, and then I got a lot of reactions saying that I missed the point which was that the show was actually outrageous because it wasn't family friendly. And this is a show that families tune into together. And this um, is my favorite. I love this idea. Uh, <laughs> this, I, I'm all over this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so you'd be okay with your daughter up there on a stripper pole, um, which is so funny to me when people like, I remember when I wrote about um, teen Vogue had a, I'm going to go on a tangent for a second. Teen Vogue had a, article a couple years ago about anal sex oh. and if you're gonna um take part in anal sex here's how to do it safely right um because you know there are some myths out there about how it's safer than vaginal sex you can't get pregnant you can't get stds all these you know some myths are true some myths are not true you certainly can get certainly it's you have to 
you know, practice safe. Anyway. And it's definitely um, something a younger generation is like grappling with and wondering, like, is it safer? Is this smarter? Is this does this kind of preserve virginity? There's all sorts of myths that kids like that I work with are play with. So this is something they talk about a lot. Right. Yeah. So I found it to be a very important. Yeah story and brave and uh, important of Teen Vogue to decide to run with it. Anyway, wrote that column. And um, the the reaction I heard most often was like, oh, OK, so you so you're telling me you'd be OK with your daughter reading that article. And it's like, why would I why would I say it's OK if I don't if I wouldn't be? It's like they're trying to catch you like, right. Yeah. Oh, sure. It's fine for other people's kids, but not yours. It's like, no. And also mine. Right. Like, and right, also right. mine. Of course, <laughs> I would let her read that article. What are you talking about? So anyway, the the rea- a lot of the reaction yesterday was like, you know, oh, so you so you're OK with your kids seeing that? It's like, well, yeah, I watched it with them. Right. Um, so you'd be OK with your daughter up there. It's like, well, yeah, when she's 43, like Shakira or 50, like J-Lo, she knew where the hell she wants. Of course. Yeah, and you would celebrate that. And if she were working in the office, you would celebrate that. In the skybox or wherever they put the parents screaming my head off. Of course I would. Now, the 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 curious thing to me on that one, um, in addition to all the other things that I just said that were curious, (laughs) is (laughs) like and I and I replied to the guy who asked me about the Super Bowl, would you be okay with your daughter up there in a Super Bowl? I said I, you know, I I'd frankly be more upset with my son out on the field playing tackle football because of, mm. you know, the research into CTE and right. CTE and traumatic brain injuries. You'd be injuries worried about him. You'd be... I'd be worried about him. Yeah. I would be worried about his brain health. And yeah. that That probably is something we should talk about at some point, right? That's something I, that worries me all the time. And I'm super conflicted about football in that regard. But... I am too. Yeah. Um, but I, I think where that comes to bear in this conversation is... We don't assume that kids see something on TV and then are automatically destined to emulate that when it comes to sports. Like, oh, great. Now he's going to go play tackle football. It's like, well, I get a say in that. Like, I can sign him up or not sign him up. I can tell him we don't do tackle football in this house, bud. Or I can tell him, yeah, let's sign up. Like, I have try soccer instead. Or right, it's like I I don't understand this notion that like if it's on your TV in your living room, boom, that's game over. Your kids all in. Yeah, you get no say. You don't get to guide them through that. There's no conversation. It just happened. Like she saw a stripper pole. Fuck, now she's a stripper. Right. I don't. I think we can uh, a talk about whether that would really be the worst case scenario in life if she dances on stage at some point in her life. But (laughs) b like I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that like because she was exposed to this other person doing that now she's going to do it it's madness in a way right and and this idea like um first of all like that our kids need to be protected somehow from seeing something that hints of sexuality in some way right you know what i mean like um you know uh and, and it worries me that there are people out there writing to you and people that I know that are like, mm, yeah, I don't want, I don't really want my kids to see this. And it's like, but this is, this is a big part of life. And, you know, and it, it at the very least, watch it with your kids and talk to them about it. Like yeah. ask what they think about it and they might love it. They might hate it. I don't know, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, too many times I find that parents decide for their kids what they're exposed to, what they're not, as if 
as if their kids aren't deciding that for themselves all the time anyway. You yep. know what I mean? Like, I, I so to think like I'm controlling some narrative here is so in mad to me, mm-hmm. you know, g- given the nature of the world right now. Well, and what they can fire up on a device. And right, exactly. Half a second. Your and... kid has access. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, you know, your, your five-year-old can re-watch, you know, the next day yeah. the whole halftime show and the whole game. And, you know, and, and you might think they're playing, you know, a game on the iPad, you yeah. know, like, so um, the idea of protecting kids from this, first of all, feels like kind of crazy to me. Yeah. Instead of like, let's watch the thing. It's the Super Bowl. This is like the all-American thing. And right. here's the all-American halftime show, right. you know. <laughs> and um, and we can talk about what it means, you know. Yeah. Like, um, instead of like, we're just not going to have this as part of the family discussion. I feel like we've stumbled upon this a whole bunch of times in this podcast. Yeah. Where, you know, like, you know, um, the girls in church, you know, like, we're – the boys shouldn't the look leggings. and we shouldn't talk about it yeah. with the leggings, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And um, and there have been a few other episodes that you can probably bring to mind quicker than I can. But Well, I think you and I share the same approach to parenting, which is that, like, you know, let them see the thing and then talk about the thing. Yeah. Um, rather than going around hoping to keep their blinders on, which seems exhausting and prone to failure, and also maybe not the best way to prepare them for the world. Not, it's a terrible way, right? A terrible way to prepare them for the world. And the other piece is about sex. Now, well, let me let me just add one thing because I do want to be clear that, like, I I also think you get to decide what might be traumatizing for your kid. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Like, I don't think it's like, oh, well, they see everything because I got to prepare them for the world. Like, I think, of course, within reason, right? Yeah, I and, think and I feel like I have to say that. Parental controls to a point, right, and to a certain age makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, or at least attending to what your kid's watching and, you know, yeah, absolutely. And knowing we have that, to say it, that. The, thing, the things that they see and are exposed to do shape the way they see the world and, like, of course, all of that. Right. But, yeah, something like... The lovables at a Bulls game or J-Lo and Shakira during halftime, like things that are sort of like a little pushing my buttons, but not full on, yeah. you know, toxic. Right. Um, that's the territory I think we're talking about. Right. I okay. think we're talking about somewhere between the halftime show and hardcore porn. Yeah. Right. You know, right. want to draw a line and find your line somewhere. Yeah. In there. I don't want to sound like we have no moral compass and everything's ambiguous and spoken like a a reporter who has to think <laughs> right. this way. Spoken like someone who has a shit ton of hate mail waiting for me uh, already and not looking forward to more. But right, no, right, I also right. believe that. I'm not trying to sound defensive. I also believe that. A hundred percent. And I'm glad you actually paused on that note because it's important, right? Um, and we don't want to traumatize our five-year-olds with something that they're not developmentally prepared for. Yes. Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. The next note I wanted to make was about sexuality in general. And you kind of alluded to this earlier that um, I, I think we give kids the most messed up messages and I see it and I hear it from them that um, that somehow sex is for one gender or the other, mm-hmm. for the enjoyment of one gender or the other, typically for the enjoyment of men, right? Mm-hmm. So I work with both genders being massively confused mm-hmm. by this and what role this is supposed to play in their lives, you know? Um, and uh, and I think we really need to consider what messages we want our kids to get around yeah. that whole 
issue, right? Yes. And um, and what we can't do is nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then then our kids are, trust me, really, really lost about like, you know, what they're supposed to do because the messages that you carry, they're picking up on them regardless of whether you're overt about them or not. Yeah. You know, so um, and if there's one thing I think parents need to change, I think most of us are doing our best and, you know, but I think a lot of us want nothing to do with that discussion and aren't even sure how we feel about it, what's the right way to feel about it, what's encouraging activity at too young an age mm-hmm. or whatever. So most parents I know like step way, way back and just hope kind of that media will manage this for them mm-hmm. somehow, right? Or older brothers and sisters yeah. or, some, or I don't know, just crossing their fingers, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I, I feel like there's so many opportunities to talk about it that we don't take. And in a way, I want this to be kind of a normal discussion between parents and kids yeah. instead of this kind of like, ooh, this is scary and I'm afraid of saying the wrong thing. Yeah. And, you know, um, I like the idea that you watch the halftime show with your kids and if they wanted to talk about sex in the wake of that, like, you know, does this mean anything in that regard? Yeah. And the answer might be is probably like, yeah, kind of, you know, yeah. like there's certainly like sexuality up there, yeah. you know, um, and there was last year. Yeah. And we can talk about that. Right. You know? um, and pretty much every year. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. And not and and the sexuality doesn't begin and end during the halftime show. I mean, there's NFL cheerleaders and there's commercials with, you know, women sprawled across cars to sell hamburgers. And like, it's not I mean, pause at random. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> you yeah. will find something sexual. There yeah. was sexual culture, and that's not a bad thing on the face of it. Yeah. I, you know, if that were the sole thing or if that were degrading or demeaning, yes, of course, yeah. it is. But yeah. if it's um, something we just want our kids to feel good about, right. you know, like that's one thing I, I think we miss is like – isn't this supposed to be one of the joys of life? Right. You know what I mean? Like, is, this, this is part of the reason we, like, get together with people and, you know, and people – we don't want our kids scared. Right. And, um, and so many are. So many are super anxious. So many young men are super anxious about, like, performing like porn stars. Yeah. And, you know, and, and women are afraid of being seen a certain way. And young yeah. girls are being afraid of seen, being seen a certain way if they're interested in anything sexual. Yeah. Horrible messages. So sad. Yeah. Still. Right. And yeah. it is still. I mean, yeah. you know, I guess this week is a pretty glaring light on that, yep. right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's part of what's, like— it's why it's hard for me to just kind of let this one go. No, I it get it. It feels representative of a lot, doesn't it? it? It does. The conversation around it. Right. More so than the show itself. And there is this like um, undercurrent, not not to overplay this, but there's an undercurrent of like, you're, you're seeing it more than anybody, of anger oh, yeah. from men about this. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. And, and that's interesting to me. Like, yeah. Because I see this, uh, I, I think culturally... That exists. I don't think it's across the board, but there is this anger at women for sexual power, yeah. for lack of a better, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you know, and um, and so men feel like no matter what I do to um, aggregate and collect power for myself, yeah. still I'm, I'm losing right. in, in the relationship, right? I don't get to decide, yeah. you know? And, um, and there's nothing mutual about it. Yeah. And, and there's Which something... Is- <laughs> So twisted about yeah, that, right? <laughs> I, I can't figure out where that would come from logically. Right, right. Um, and 
you know, and maybe that's we we've probably talked about you know that that should be a discussion in our relationships too, and it yeah. should be fun and it should be playful and right. it should be about consent and what do we like and what do we not like and the whole thing yeah. should be which open. All requires talking, which yeah. nobody's good at. Well, not nobody, but many people have not been trained in, don't have the vocabulary for. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. We kind of meandered a little bit there. We did. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I think it's okay. Have we ever not meandered? I don't think I don't, so. You look surprised as though. I, I, I find myself, <laughs> I just felt, when we sat down, I thought, this is very clean. Yes. Like, we know where we're headed here. <laughs> this is the week we're linear. This is going to be the week. Oh, it wasn't. So is there is there a final word on the halftime show? Oh, final word. That's new. Yeah, right? Um, it's a segment. Okay. Like, there should be music. Scott, we need music around that. <laughs> final word. My final word on the Super Bowl. I So I think um, this, is a, this is an excellent time to ask ourselves what we deem family-friendly and maybe think about the opportunity to consider family friendly anything that gets you and your family talking yeah about stuff that might otherwise be hard to bring up when or... i think about like how how cool it was what you did in the wake of the halftime show like pulling up the 40 40 year old virgin and not necessarily even knowing what you're going to get but yeah. like this is going to be funny i like... saw that movie one time when it came out and i remember thinking it was hilarious and then my friend was like, oh, my God, we got to call the scene. And Michael, who's, you know, has a photographic memory for every movie he sees and every scene of every movie was like, wow, there's a lot of swearing in that scene. And I was like, really? I didn't even remember. And he's like, oh, yeah. Um, and he's not whatever. He swears in front of me. I mean, we're not like our children cannot hear swears, <laughs> but we're in someone else's house and like there's right. four kids in the room. And so, you know, he's they like, they may have a different policy heads around up, that. There's a yeah, bunch yeah. of swearing. Fair enough. Um, and all the parents were on the same page, which was like, yeah, they hear it a lot in school. We're fine. Um, yeah. but anyway, where was I going with that? Um, um well, <laughs> your, your, your point was that um, I, I think what you were talking about, like what's family friendly and maybe oh, yeah. what's family friendly is, most anything, you know, I think that's where you were kind of headed, like, you know, um, outside of something horrific. Yeah. Most things are family friendly. I try not to, like, walk away from experiences I had with my kids feeling like that was um, a failure because we got seated next to this guy who was drunk and said swear words in my son's earshot. Like, I, I feel like. I mean, we still watched the game and yeah. now we have like something to talk about on the way home, which was the drunk guy. Like we have one of my <laughs> one of my favorite football experiences ever with my son. Everything went wrong. Like we were trying to take the L to a Northwestern game and I didn't know the purple line didn't run on Saturdays. We ended up like <laughs> at the last minute sharing a lift with two Michigan fans which was a hilarious ride up to Evanston. So that went wrong because I had to spend $60. I thought I was going to spend three fifty. But we talked to Michigan fans. We got there. We sat next to the most drunk, most obnoxious people ever. This guy zipped his cell phone in his coat and couldn't get it out. And by the end of the game, he had torn a giant hole <laughs> on the inside of his coat just to access his phone. And like Will and I to this day have so much fun talking about that guy. Like he has like a spot on impression of the guy with the phone in the pocket. It's like, that's awesome. Nothing about that day went as it was supposed to. And it could, I could have left and been like, Oh, this 
day was not family friendly and none of that was appropriate for a child to see. And instead it was like a hilarious thing that we experienced together. And like he got to see how you kind of look like an idiot when you have too much to drink and can't right. even get your own phone out of your pocket. And like, so I don't know, I just, that's, that's where I try to go with stuff like that because I just think like, a, how much luck am I really going to have raising them around like only positive role models and things that I want them to emulate? Right. Not much. No. Um, <laughs> no. And B, like, it's just more fun to be like, oh, we're going to roll with it. And like. So much more fun. And then and then you will have this memory, right, that you can tap into. And, um, and that's good for your relationship with him, right? You know, because those memories in aggregate kind of become your bank account with him, yeah. you know? So, you know, he'll, you kind of got him, right? You've got this like connected relationship with him with these in-jokes and stuff. And I love that so much. Yeah. And I'd rather any parent have that with their child than kind of like, we need lines of propriety. Right. You know, like I, there's something about that that feels like, you know, I, I grew up with a lot of that. Yeah. And, um, and I remember, it must've been a very, very conscious decision not to raise my son that way yeah. because, um, Instead of that, we do what you will do now. And so I'm like hopeful for your future with him because, you know, when George was very young, if we were, if we had that experience, we went to a Jimmy Buffett concert at Wrigley Field, which I thought, I don't know why I thought that was a good yeah. idea. <laughs> but the guy, I'm next, judging you the right guy next to George did, you know, before the concert, I think, throw up very close to uh-huh. George's shoes. <laughs> but. That is that was something we were able to kind of tap into pretty regularly. Yeah. And, you know, so we similarly had, you know, like many experiences because we took him to concerts when he was young and sometimes like really inappropriate moments took place. And, you know, yep. and and he would just give me a look like with his eyes bugged out, like, whoops, like, yeah, you messed this one up. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard all parenting expert. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But somehow that all feels like good grist for the mill. I agree. And I don't I don't regret any of that. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I would regret if we chose not to do something out of fear that, you know, mm, we might cross the line. A little yeah. Bit you never yeah. know with the public. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Better be out there. So what's your uh, what is it called? Final word? Uh, yeah. Final word. What's I think your it was final word? word? So um, my final word is um, I, I think we can over analyze so many things and I don't love the lens through which we looked at that. So in in my little world, I saw that 15 minutes and I was like, fucking A, that was great. Yeah. You know, like and, and it was, you know, like that was great and that was really cool. And and, you know, side note kind of like really cool, that's two women and 200 other women, you know, up there. Yeah. And then one guy who looks completely out of place. I didn't understand right. that. <laughs> he had a lot of clothes on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very well clad guy. Um, but, you know, uh, and, and so I was disappointed to come out of the bubble the next day yeah. and realize like, you know, oh, really we're back there. Like we're really yeah. taking this huge step back to analyze this in this way. Like yeah. we're going to make this a me too kind of comment. Yeah. Like shame. And I, I was really hoping we'd like taken a step and... forward, you know, yeah. and man, it's just such a reminder, you know, like so many things in the world today, Yeah, you know, you think like, okay, 
I think we've arrived somewhere. I think we're at a plateau. And then, you know, you step out and you're like, hmm, we're not. So yeah. part of me thinks like, oh, maybe if we're not such cynics all the time, we take things at their face value and assume like, this is a good thing, you know, like show unless unless I'm really convinced it's like, you know, damaging to someone. Mm -hmm. Is it possible that with great deliberation, somebody put this together to be a really good thing and it turned out to be a really good thing? Mm -hmm. And why can't we just leave it at that? Yeah. 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 But we didn't. Well, not this time, but that, but there's always next. Maybe year. next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So this, when we had final word, we have a whole new segment. I like it. I like it too. Let's keep it up next week. We're we here will. next week, right? Yeah, we're here next week. Okay. We'll talk. I imagine something might happen between. Probably, it's <laughs> a good chance. All right. This is on purpose, you guys. Bye bye.